All right, guys, welcome back to the Colchester Sports Podcast. It's uh, Matt here alongside Marty. Uh, we're back here bringing you episode two. Today, we're going to kind of look at the recreation division for the Colchester Hockey Elite League. Episode one, we we, uh, we put up, we talked about the competitive division and how that went, the kind of uh, who won, things like that, the kind of key, key moments of the year. You can check that out on YouTube. It's also on Apple uh, Podcasts as well as Spotify. Um, but tonight, we're, let's dive into the rec division. We had two divisions last summer, which I think is like super unique for a beer league. I mean, unless it, you're in a, a city. Um, I know the BMO League has four or five divisions where there's a lot of people. Uh, but I know it's the first of its kind in Truro. And so that kind of makes me excited. Last winter. Yeah, last winter in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said summer, last winter. Oh, my bad. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> summer's on the mind. We have the Summer League going right now um, for the 2023. And we're, we'll talk about that in episode three, in the, probably the next episode. Uh, kind of talk about, yeah, things that are looking forward to this summer, how it's going. It's, we've already started. But tonight is all about the rec division. we got to wrap that up. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to jump into uh, kind of some history on that, just to get us kind of set the stage here a bit, Marty. Um, so just for some context, we came out of COVID, all the, there's no leagues happening. We ran some pickup times, had a pretty fun pickup, to be honest. It was a pretty fun skate. And, um, I started to get into playing goalie a bit and for some reason, and I was just having a lot of fun playing goalie. And so I was kind of had this thought of like, man, I should, I should play in the summer. Cause I know a lot of guys don't like to play summer hockey. We should do a little recreational league in the summer and so last summer of 2022 we i got some friends together um we made some teams and i was like man let's just we can keep it lower skill so i can play goalie and be comfortable and somewhat competitive and what ended up happening was you know we had guys like gavin hart uh chase carter the landsleeve brothers i think both of them played uh even like fraser white maybe not both no, I, I think it was just uh, Carson. Okay. He's all right, though. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah, then Fraser White, Dylan Cook, like we had a bunch of, you had guys that could play hockey. And so it quickly came, went from somewhere where it's like, oh, man, I'm excited to play goalie to I, I shouldn't play goalie in this. So the summer league Arguably was... Arguably probably shouldn't play at all. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. Good start tonight, eh? <laughs> Uh, so that, yeah, hence, but you know what? The, the Colchester Hockey Elite League was born. So, uh, we ended up with five teams last summer, which was more than what I expected. And I played player, um, and it was fun. Now, the whole point of that, the summer league story was, I knew there was guys that play hockey and want to play organized hockey don't necessarily have a place to play because their skill is maybe not in the competitive division or they just haven't played hockey long enough, uh, got into hockey late in life, whatever it may be, played house league growing up, just want to just want to go for a skate. I know there's a community like that in Truro. I know there's enough guys. And so I was in, when it came to the winter, this first year we had our, our, our winter league, I was like, man, we got to have a rec division. There's a, there's a place for these guys to play. We did struggle a little bit to get teams. We had three teams out the gate. Uh, you know, that's that's a tough league having three teams. Wasn't there supposed to be four? 
Yeah, we definitely or had even more. Yeah, we had interest from four or five. It, it yeah, the, it was quite disappointing. Um, and it was a hard sell to be honest for some of the guys. If you had one of those three teams pull out, it, you can't have a league with two teams. Uh, you're just but, having shinny every night. Yeah, it just becomes it just becomes organized pickup hockey. Uh, but you know, three teams went forward with for the winter, and we've already had a lot of interest for next winter 2023-2024 season for the rec division. I'm talking like six, seven teams, and I know some teams are collecting money already. It's May. We're in May. But the anyway, boys are not... excited. Yeah, boys are excited. I love to see it. Jerseys are getting ordered, but hey, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, so the rec division was born in 2022. We had, on top of that, I want to add one thing, and you can yep. jump in. There's also a market of guys who played maybe some sort of competitive hockey growing up who don't want to play competitive, who don't aren't interested in that kind of hockey anymore, having, you know, I don't know what it may be, just getting, they're, they're slowing down. They just want to relax. Uh, and I can understand that I can appreciate that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fair. Like some of the stuff in the com- in competitive division, you know, you have, yeah, you have 22-year-olds coming out of the queue that come in the home that come home for the summer and they're like hey i want to play some hockey cool i'll chase you around here like so there is there are guys like that and i do understand that and so the rec division um is for those people it's for the guys who want to play organized hockey that don't have a place first i think um and then those secondary guys like the Bentleys, yourself, like you guys can play hockey. You're just not maybe as interested in jumping on a skate where you have to chase around like Carson Lansley for an hour. Uh, yeah, that doesn't interest me at all. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fun. He's he's wicked, man. He's good. But, he's a good player. Now, that being said, though, like I did play, get lucky enough to play one game last year in the rec division at the end of the year. And it's still good hockey. You know, we can argue and debate that, Oh, the skill cap is lower and whatnot. It's still competitive and it's still, it was fun. Uh, most of the guys like to the friend atmosphere, I guess you could say where they get to come hang out with their friends, play some hockey, you know, chuck some beers afterwards. That's what these guys really like. I think about the rec division, there's no pressure on them to perform you, know, you watch some of those competitive division games. If you don't show up, you might be riding the bench. I know a couple <laughs> guys that had to ride the bench this year because they just didn't play that good. That's tough. <laughs> Shout out Duncan McCants. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> uh, but I, I wanted to take it back a little further to add to your story. I remember when we started playing some pickup hockey at DeVal's. And... When I think about the rec division, I really think about those skates and how those are the guys that we really tried to bring together. And slowly that got better and better and better. And it got to the Wednesday night skates in Toronto. I remember, you know, with, with Cal Glode out there and, and Shapley and Boots, that slowly turned into the competitive skate that it was. So it, getting back to your point about trying to make a league for the other guys to play, I think back to that DeVal's group that we had with, you know, the Rob Harris's, the Jeff Lindsay's, the Ferdeen's, like 
those guys need a place to play because, hey, don't get me wrong, they're great guys, great friends. I just don't think they can compete in the level for the with the competitive guys. So, as you said, hence the rec division was born. 100%. 100%. And you know what? When I think of the rec division and I think about rules and I think about how to make it a fun spot to play and, and how to improve it, those are the guys that I focus on. So we're going to get into some rule changes um, in this episode. <clears throat> but a quick one would be like the addition of Junior B players. I'm thinking about how does this impact Rob Harris? How does this impact Will McLafferty, a guy who who hasn't played hockey in a decade? He's asking me, man, it, is the rec division for me? Yeah, like, man, if I can got if guys come out of a ten year hiatus from hockey and start to enjoy it, that like that honestly is what fuels me to do this. Like, <laughs> honestly, it gives you purpose. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. There's something else I wanted to add on that rec division, but. Uh, it's escaping me right now. Which is all right. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. So, yeah, okay. We, we can Let's... dive into you know the season. You know, even even though there were three teams, I, I still think it was fairly competitive. Towards the middle, kind of to the end, I, I did hear rumblings that people were getting a little tired of playing the same teams over and over again, and it was starting sure. to get chippy. And it's almost like a mini playoff series, and. You know, you start to remember guys and who did what and where on the ice. And But overall, I think the three teams are fairly competitive. They were pretty close right up until kind of that point. And then you know, Camden Weldon. So just a little insight. The three teams were the Camden Weldon, uh, Blunt Bartender, and the Thundercats. And the Thundercats tended to struggle at the end of the year. But at the beginning of the year, they played pretty well. Like I said, they were all pretty competitive. Yeah, they had a good start. And they they were, in my mind, the Thundercats were a true recreational team. That was a true rec division team. They didn't have the Jay Reezys doing their, you know, after-hours GM work, scouting players. They did, uh, Blunt Bartender was probably a true recreational team as well, I got to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and no, he, no, he, shot at, no shot at Camden Welding. Um they were just strong. They would just end up at the end of the year being a bit stronger. They had the right players, I guess, all together. You know, yeah. when you have when you have Jay, who will tell you that he's the worst player in the league, terrible, but he was the MVP for a reason. He was. And Nathaniel, Nathaniel could play in the competitive division if he wanted to. He could, yeah. And and oh, that's what it was. I want to set the stage here for the rec. For those that don't know the rec division. Jack Lyons, sorry, you want me to cut you off? Jack Lyons no, no, was yeah. the backstop of the rec division. Um, I wanted to set the stage here just with just for some context. So the rec division rules for the 2022-2023 season, you could not have played junior B and above hockey. So that eliminated, uh, and and for me, this is like one of the hardest parts with organizing the league is drawing these lines in the sand because I think you need to draw the line in the sand but there's always exceptions there's always guys on the other side of the sand that should be a rec division player and vice versa there's guys in the rec division like eligible for the rec division like I I never played junior B Um, there's got but that means I can play rec division I don't know like not anyway 
there's just guys that shouldn't play rec division. Not saying that that's me, but um, yeah, you could you could definitely find good examples. And Jack Lyons might be one of those examples. He played competitive division for half the year, had a five on one record with the Hogs. Goes and plays the rec division and maybe lost a game. I think he he lost a game, but he won he won the league. So I just want to set that that out there. If there's no junior B this year, uh, something that's in review right now. And we're going to trial some things out for the next season. And that was really the only rule difference from, yeah, it was, it was just a roster regulation of not being able to, or yeah, junior C kind of major midget. That's kind of your ceiling and, and below. So I just want to set that, set the stage there. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Um, I think we have to going forward with the amount of people that we have too. I think we have to change a little, some stuff. With if you have six or seven teams, that's a lot of people coming into the league. A lot of uncertainty of who played where and what, who played what, as we've learned from our short summer season so far. But yeah, with 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 more players coming in, I think we have to open up the league to a little more talent, and, and go from there and see what happens. Yeah, you're ref- referencing the changes. We're making yeah yeah okay yeah. we'll get we'll get to that let's let's jump into some of the the let's just review here because I know we we kind of t- we did we did record this episode and we lost a lot of it from technical issues so I know I think like for me and Marty it's kind of like we've kind of talked about it so it feels like we're, we're repeating ourselves but let's let's get into it so uh, Thundercats uh, green team led by Travis Bentley your captain they had a lot of recreational guys Matt Fitzgerald and Net he had a solid season man he is. I gotta say, and I didn't say this in the last ep- in the episode we lost. Matt Fitzgerald has got to be one of the most underrated goalies in Truro. Has to. He's solid. He is solid. Yeah, I I can't argue with you there. I mean, I I roasted Jesse last episode. I'm gonna try not to roast anybody this episode. <laughs> you know what you're getting with Fitz. You're getting. You're not getting a, a Jack Lines, but you're you're getting fits. Like he's yeah. I'll okay. I'll agree with you. He's underrated. Hundred percent. I'll just leave it at that. He's yeah. Hundred percent. Um, he had he had a good season. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he had a pretty good season. Um, his numbers are pretty good actually. Looking at them now, uh, he was four and three. He didn't play every game for them, for the Thundercats. He, he did have to miss a few. I mean, these guys have lives. We get it. Uh, you know, 840, 842 save percentage, that's that's pretty good. Man, you know, for 85% Billy. of the – yeah. yeah. You're saving the puck 85% of the time. I, I can't really ask you to do much more. You know, steal a game here and there like Jack did, but <laughs> – Yeah. and I, Well, just for context on that save percentage, I think the, the stats are – it's tougher in beer league. People compare those to NHL numbers, but you think about it: what a, a gentleman's league or a rec league or a tournament like a. Do you think about the scoring and the scoring chances that are typically generated from there? Like, for example, our summer league stats right now: our leading goalie has a what eight seventy two. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Like, it, yeah, so I'm sure goalies look at that and like in disgust. But anyway, it, it's eight eight fifty nine to be exact. Oof. Brent Walters eight fifty nine. Eight fifty nine. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, just to put it in some context. Put put um, put it this way: 
he's had 64 shots against. He saved 55. Yeah. Like, and those again, shots like, are high quality. Yeah, for sure. Like nobody ones. plays big defense in in you know beer league hockey as we're gonna call it. Well, nobody plays defense in the Chell. Let's be honest. Well, we got so, a few. We got a few. I gotta give it up. We got a few. Okay, we do. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But uh, that being just you know these goalies, you know like you said to put it into context, like they're not gonna have the nine hundred save percentage. Eight fifty is looking back on fits. That's that's pretty good. Definitely. Um, and then other key notes there, they had Sheldon Susie, who played in the competitive division. He dropped down and, and played because he didn't play Junior B. He, he was playing uh, for them, I think, on a maybe a full-time basis. He had guys also, uh, Spencer Maskell and uh, Na- uh, Jordan McHugh, jumping down and playing. They were on a spare basis. Um, but that was kind of their upper end. Travis Bentley leading the way there as well. And then uh, I got a shout out to Rob Harris, man. Rob had a wicked season. He is he a led guy. their team in goals. He led the team in goals? I love that. Yeah, he had eight goals, led their team in goals. He won he won the most sportsman player of the year. He did. I think well deserved. What a great great guy. Uh this is a guy, Rob Harris. You don't get the most orthodox Let's call it unorthodox. Is orthodox a word? Let's call it... He's a bit of unorthodox. But led the team in goals. He's a, he's all... He's heart. He goes to the right spa- right places on the ice. Uh, It's there. Like, the Pat... This is this is the rec division. He's the rec division. Rob Harris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Camden Welding. The winners of the 2022 season. 2023. Um... Solid team. They had a Jay Reezy, MVP of the league. Um, Nether notes, Aaron Coleman on D. Bit of a hiccup there. Bit of a controversy with him this year, but solid solid on, on the D line. Alex Phillips, though. Oh, Andrew McNutt. So Alex is so good. Alex Andrew is Mc... so good. Yeah. Uh, Andrew McNutt, also solid. Good friends with Alex. The two of them on D is, is like the Twin Towers almost. Um and like you said, Vanderquack, guy could play. Uh, he could play in the competitive division for sure, easily. Yeah. And so him and Reezy, kind of leading the charge there for the forwards was uh was solid for Camden. And then I'm gonna jump to the blunt bartender, free agent team. This is kind of the team that was like a bunch of guys that didn't know each other came together. They made it to the final. They had a great season. Uh, Blunt Bartender sponsored these guys. They came. The Blunt Bartender owners came to the finals. They were support in the press box, up in the sky box, at the wreck. I feel uh, bad. It, <laughs> hey, hey, that, I loved it. It was great community support. The Blunt Bartender has been great to the Chell. They're sponsoring some of the uh, summer league tor- uh, game MVPs. So they've been great, and the jerseys look cool. Kind of a D- Detroit esque, like a vintage Detroit. They were led by Mark Coldwell. He was the captain of the team. Uh, but I don't know much of the guys. I know Whitey and Nett. He had a great year. He kind of held that. He was the glue. I, glue? Backbone. I'm going to say he was the backbone of that team. Backbone, yeah. Uh, he, he, when he, yeah, he played well. The finals didn't go quite as well, but he had a great season. And he, he won. I think he won a lot of the games. A lot? Some of the games for the team. He was the reason. 
And when a goalie can do that, I think that this says a lot. Yeah, other... no, that that's you're, that's right. I, um, I'm just looking at their stats here. Like they had Wade Craswell led their team in scoring, had 11 goals. You know, Michael Stewart, like some of these guys, like you know, Michael, like I've never heard of before. Uh, Mark, this is the first year I met Mark. I like Mark, great guy, easy to talk to. You know, just wants to play. Again, I feel like it's another person that this rec division is is meant for. You know, the guys that just want to go out and play, compete a little bit, you know, meet some new guys, hang out with some friends. And and obviously everybody likes to have a beer or two after the game. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to throw one more, Marty. Uh, Brian Spence, another guy. Great year. Um, And a lot of these guys, he played high school. He's younger. Um but came out of nowhere. These are guys that, like, for me, came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, especially Spence. Uh, I watched a couple games of Blunt Bartender this year, and he stood out both times on defense. Like, he's quick, moves the puck, doesn't throw it away too much, you know, makes a good first play. I don't know what else more you want from a defenseman. but Fast. He, he can skate, yeah, too. Yeah, he's very fast, yeah. Uh, just to touch on Whitey a little bit, uh, just looking at his stats, like he had an 855 save percentage for the whole season. And he played, I would say, 80% of the games for those guys. Like that's, again, that's pretty that's good. That's solid. That's solid. That's really solid. And you got to feel bad. Like they, they did lose the final. It was pretty lopsided. But I think he had a pretty good excuse. I think he was just coming off a, a 10 hour or 12 hour shift and drove right to the rink, got dressed, jumped on the ice. And as good a kid as he is, he tried to get everything he could. And, that Camden Walden team was just good. They were good. They were def- <coughs> definitely good. Um, so l- I'm just going to jump in. We, I kind of mentioned Coleman, Aaron Coleman. Um, and this is where, this is where like the rules get kind of uh, like, you know, they're, they're hard. It's hard to, to know what, what's the right thing to do. So Aaron I think Coleman, you have to realize that you can't please everybody. Just That's to start, right. before you go into talking about what I think you're going to talk about, you can't please everybody, and people have to realize that a little bit. Yeah, no, that that's for sure, and that's something I'm I'm bad of doing. I, like I just want I want people that enjoy their experience and and have fun, um, and everybody. That's anyway, and you can't. But what the situation was, like I mentioned, you, you can only have a junior C and below cap of highest played experience. And uh, this is a guy, Aaron Coleman, who played... He did play Junior B. He played for the Elks for a couple seasons. That might have been, I'm going to guess, like six years ago, seven years ago, five years ago. I don't know. He he is a rec player in my mind. He could play competitive. He could. He has the IQ. He has... He can shoot. This guy has got a nice shot. Um, I But I just think he's kind of like you. Kind of suited for the rec division, wants to play rec division. His friends play rec division. Hey, I can go play rec division and enjoy my hockey, and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this uh, he was put on the roster. He ended up playing a game or two, and then all of a sudden it got flagged. Hey, this guy's ineligible player, and so there was a bit of controversy there. It, he was voted in. He was ended up being voted in as. We understand this is the place to play. He's removed. 
X years removed from Junior B, and uh, this is the spot for him. And so we, yeah, I moved forward with, hey, here you go. Thanks for playing. This is your team. And I don't think he was a huge, huge impact player on the team. He's I I do think he's solid though. I do think he's a a good piece on a rec team for sure. It's the same thing when we talked about the competitive division and you have those players that like Bruce for example. Bruce Gill is playing for the Unicorn Makers Wild Hogs. Very good player. Anyways, when you talk about him and you know he might not show up every night and give you the former Halifax move said Bruce Gillis, but there's two or three plays that he's going to make during that game. And it's really going to get, make you look and realize that, okay, he can turn it on a dime and become the best player in the shell. <laughs> and it kind of makes me think about Aaron in the sense that, you know, yeah, he, he wants to play with all his friends. He's out there relaxing, having a good time, but you know, his hockey IQ is a little bit better than some of the guys. So when a play comes up and he makes, you know, a split to second decision, that's where the gap comes in. And that's sometimes when it's so hard to, you know, when, when you sit there and think about your rules that you have to make, trying to determine, okay, how do I weigh that for a guy that's been out of, and I just looked at it, be eight years now out of junior B. He obviously hasn't been playing competitive hockey for eight straight years. So, he's not going to be the type of player that he was at one point. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's well said. That's a hundred percent it. And I think that's where some of the re- revisions for the next year are coming into place. Um, so uh, for, we've allowed two junior B players under a point a game in their career and, or two crossover players. So I'm just going to break down, kind of the thought behind this and uh, jump in whenever you feel but actually first let me start by saying I make these rules with the intention of again I'm thinking about Rob Harris, John Ferdine, Will McClafferty, the guys that the rec league I think is for and how do I augment their experience and make it better for them and I think this is the right call because I think there's examples like Aaron Coleman who are friends with guys who play in the rec division I think that makes sense. Your friends play there. You want to play with them. You're not. I'm not. I don't want to exclude those people. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is it also brings up the level of like it brings up that edge a bit of the of the rec division. And I heard from a few people saying, "Yeah, we're cool with it." Like some of the guys that I build the league for, we're we're good with it. Like we, you know, it's kind of they kind of like that. They want to play hockey. Um, but. I'm not ma- yeah, the rule's not who can make who can get the best two junior B guys and build their team to win the rec division, the rec league, I think, in my mind. So I just want to put that out there. I think I had more to say. It'll come back up later. I know it does. But uh let's get, jump into it. So rec division, two uh two two junior B players. For the coming season, we we discussed three, we discussed four. I think the right answer for now is two. And we'll see how it goes. 100%. The other thing on that, the crossover players last year, they were eligible for free. I think the comparison there is if a player is able to play competitive league and be a fact, well, it doesn't matter if they're a factor. If, if a team is taking them on their team, they're good enough to play the competitive division or elite, we're calling it, rebranding. They should 
they they should be viewed, I think, in my mind, as the same as a junior B player. They're kind of like your your star, your pro. Like they're kind of like your guy. So uh, that's where the two players, or you can do one junior B, one crossover, or two crossover. That is where that formulation has come from. I don't want to get to a point where we're like, okay, you can have junior B player 10 years removed from his career. He doesn't count as junior B. Like You can just get to a point where the rules just are so long that it, like it's almost confusing for me. Uh, but I do it, understand. It's black or white. You, you just have to make it black or white. And that's what it is. At the end of the day, I need to make it easier for me. I need to make it like, yeah, just streamline. Uh, this is this is the blanket rule. Here we go. And I do think the one point per game is the right call. Because um, you don't need, like, I know Shapley wouldn't. I don't think he wouldn't want to play Rex. Maybe he would. He like This is a guy, man, Shapley's a guy who... <laughs> Is super good. He's getting talked about in the. I hear him people talking about him this summer. I'm not kidding. People are talking about how good he is this summer. But he's a guy that tells me, uh, "Yeah, I don't want to play hockey next year." And I'm like, "Man, the Hogs need you. I can't be giving away all the Hogs secrets." But uh, yeah, so it's a guy that maybe could like. He just wants to chill, but I think he's too good for the rec division, and I don't think he'd want to play anyway. But the point is, is anybody that scored over a point per game in their junior B career, you're too good. Go play, go play in the competitive division, uh, and uh, yeah. So that's kind of that. The point of that 1.0 point per game purpose. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent with regards to Shaps. I I just don't think he would have much fun. He yeah. he's a guy that really likes to compete. I mean, he needs his. He needs Robin. He's Batman. He needs his Robin. He needs Boots. Boots. I don't think Boots is coming down. No. Uh, regardless, though, I, I think that when you when you look back at the rule, two two is a good number. You, you're not going to win a league with two guys. I'm sorry, you're not. McDavid and Drysaddle just lost the playoff series to Vegas. That's fair. You're not going to win with two guys. That's Jeez, fair. Yeah. So two is a good number. Uh, the cross play. I had a thought about that. Um, oh, we talked about Spencer Maskell. Really good hockey player. Really gritty type hockey player. I like his style. But he was a cross player last year. Now he's going to count. And I think if he had a choice, he's going to want to play in the competitive division. He's not want to going to come down and maybe you know take a night off and, and skate around and have fun. I think he's going to want to stay where it's a little more competitive for him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a few guys in that boat too. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Um but again, there's no right answer and I think it's also important for people to know that I'm not stubborn on these things. You can approach me and talk to me about what you think is best. I just have to kind of take into account that maybe you're coming to me with your best interest. Like I said, my best interest is in my what I put forward is but the thought story is of the guys, like I already mentioned, who haven't played in a long time, who can't play competitive division. That is what this is for, for me personally. Uh, but yeah, I'm not st- like bring any idea that you have that you think improves either division, and I'm happy to review it, think about it, chat it out further, tell you why I think this the way I'm doing it 
is better if if I think that. But I'm I'm always open. That's the point. Uh, moving, I think I think we can move on here a little bit. Um, I just want to touch base on the rec division all stars teams. And the only reason I'm saying we can move on a bit is because we can talk about this all night. We can sit here and debate this rule to say all yeah. night whether it should be two, should be three, should it be zero, should we leave it the same? Yeah. Should we not have a rule? You, you, like you said, you can't win, you can't please everybody. You have to look out for sort of the brand. And yeah, for sure. like you said, there's interest already, possibly six, seven, eight, who knows how many teams we're, the rec division is going to have next year. Excuse me, next year. So you have to think about all those guys. Why are those guys coming into the division? Is it because it's such an open, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, an open division where you know guys can play with their friends? That rec division feel, or is it the competitiveness? Like we we don't know why they want to play, but they want to play. So we have to make it for everybody. Just my little thought on that. Absolutely, I you know I agree with that for sure. Yeah, let's let's jump into those all star teams. You got them there. I'll pull them up here too on my end, just so I'm. Yeah, I got you. I got them here. Uh, so just you know the the Chell major awards for the rec division. We've already touched on Jason Reason, Hart Trophy winner. Yeah, he led the league in scoring. I think he had 23 points, 12 games, a uh, couple points in the final. He all around was just a step ahead of everybody and a big part of that Camden Welling team. Uh, we talked about Jack and how well Jack was. Jack arguably also backstopped Camden in multiple games. You know, I believe they had a game in Brookfield halfway through the year against Blunt Bartender. Him and Whitey deserved everything, all the accolades. Like, I think it was one nothing, and both <laughs> goalies. Like, one nothing in beer hockey. You don't Show see me, that. Yeah. Um, Norris Trophy winner in the rec division was Alex Phillips, stand-up defenseman. Like, this is the guy you want on your team. Probably the best defenseman in the rec division. Um, and not somebody that you you see all the time out there. What I mean by that is he's, he's just a quiet, good hockey player. I agree with that. And uh, we touched on Rob Harris was the most sportsmanlike player. Love that. I love the awards. I think we hit those right. There's nothing. <coughs> there's nothing there that jumps up to me that like why did we pick that guy for that? No, no, that that was pretty pretty easy. Those yep. ones. Uh, rec division first team all stars, obviously uh, Jay Reezy, uh, Michael Stewart from the Blunt Bartender, another guy that I didn't know before this year. Uh, he had ten points in twelve games. Very good year for that team. Uh, and then obviously Nathaniel, who had I believe nine goals in twelve games. Excuse me, I'm in my basement and it's pretty dusty down here right now. <laughs> uh, rounding out defenseman Alex Phillips, obviously, and the Thundercats captain Travis Bentley, and obviously Jack and Nets for your first team All Stars. Solid. I'm I'm happy with that. I think uh, yeah, that's a pretty solid. Rec team, like rec line. That that those six guys. Yeah, that's. Those I wouldn't want guys, to play against them. They could all play in competitive. Yeah, easily. I think easily. they could play a role. I'm gonna say that they could play a role on a competitive team. If if you want to get that deep into beer, uh, 
beer league hockey. I think you have to when it gets like again, if we're looking at the whole picture here, not too many, you know, recreation leagues around the province have playoffs. We have playoffs. We have yeah. Stanley Cups. What more do I need to say? <laughs> uh, so second team all-star team, uh, Rob Harris, our most sportsmanlike player, uh, Mark Coldwell, uh, and Wade Craswell are the other two forwards on that line. Uh, Sheldon Soucy on defense, Brian Spence on defense, who we touched about earlier, a little fast roadrunner we'll call him. Yeah. And then Whitey, Brandon White, and Nets. Again, another pretty standout six guys. Love it. Hey, how did? why did I not make that second all-star team as a goalie? Come on, put me in there. I think you only played like three games. That's enough. That's enough. No. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, think, uh, I think we need to have a minimum of five or six to really say, yeah, there's okay, no rules. this guy. There's no, I make the rules. We, uh, coach, just play. Yeah. So you, uh, you you're gonna you're gonna bend the rules so you can make the all star team. Sheldon Susi is a guy that definitely could have made that first all star team for sure. Um, just looking at it now, I do think Bentley. They play different styles. Anyway, that's something I, I I like. Sheldon had a great year. He's a great defenseman. This is a gritty guy, gritty guy too as well. But we, we could sit. I mean, if we're gonna debate, you know, you you can debate it, but. I think because Travis led that team 90% of the year. Do you have the stats on Bentley there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you pull those up for me real quick? I think because yeah. I do think it was quite um, quite like, I don't want to say alarming, but I think it was like a surprise. Like, oh, okay. But, like he he started off good. Then there was a period where... I think he just went to sleep on the bench and didn't play. I actually think he coached one game in his gear <laughs> on the bench. I think so. I think I heard that correct. And then towards the end of the year when he realized, oh, shit, we only two teams make the playoffs. I should start playing again. So in his last four games, and mind you, the stats aren't 100%, but they're pretty good. He had eight points in his last four games. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty good. What's his season total? Do you have it there? Uh, season total. Oh, season total only tells me he has eight, but I know he had more than that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah, see, eight points, four games. Like anyway, Bentley is is an IQ guy. Very smart. Kind of uh, he does write himself off a little bit as a hockey player. I think he is actually a, a good hockey player. Um, he'll complain about his fitness level. I actually think he's like, could be a fit guy. I remember a story actually. Let me. Did you say yeah. a thick guy or a fit guy? Fit. I think okay. he. I, I, I think he's. Uh, yeah, he does some mountain biking and stuff too. Like as much as he can make fun, he makes fun of himself. I think he's actually. I think it's like part of his like. Uh, he just wants to catch guys off guard. But anyway, not that he has the fastest foot speed. I'll say that, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, quick story. I, I remember in the high school days, he played high school. He captained that team too, actually, CEC Cougars. Yes, he did. I remember hearing in the, uh, one day at class, they had morning practice, and I just remember hearing guys say that they brought a puke bucket on the ice, and uh, I think Bentley used it. 
I think he, uh, I think he got skated until, uh, anyway, it might've been something too. Like the coach was like, all right, no one's leaving the ice until someone pukes. No, I don't know if that's true, but I, I do think, uh, yeah, I do think Bentley can work. I think he'll like, if you can work yourself to a point where you throw up, that's it. That's like, that's intense. That's commitment. Yeah. So anyway, I, uh, I can say that I've had many bag skates and there was one practice we came out, no pucks. No sticks, just skate, just skate for an hour and a half. I didn't puke, thankfully, but a few guys did. But I've had a couple of those bag skates; they're not fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, shout out to Bentley there. I, I do think he uh, doesn't give himself enough credit. I think he's smart with the puck, and I think he can shoot. I think he can play shots well. I think he he can pass well. Anyway, kind of a kind of a funny guy to have on, on a team. Never dull. It's never like you never know what you're gonna get. In the dressing room from Bentley or on the ice. I love it. You know, there's, there's almost like a little segment that we could have associated with this podcast where it's like Thursday mornings with Bentley at Cleves. It's oh, man. Those would be like three-hour episodes. It'd be a whole day episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Bentley. Um, yeah, okay. So those are the two all-star teams there. We went through the teams. Uh, there uh, was one. Go ahead. You got something? Oh, I, I no. You go ahead. I was just kind of ended, but you go ahead. No, there was something that you said. Oh, the playoffs. That was something you said when you talked about. Well, just recently, but I wanted to mention the playoff format. So the first year, I just thought the intention, like just so people know where, where I'm coming from, it was like this is. I don't want this to get too crazy. I don't want this to be competitive. You're just gonna play, pick organized hockey for the year, and at the end, the top two teams. Would we'll just play in a one-game final, call it a season. It it became apparent very quickly that guys take like even recreational guys want to take their organized hockey more seriously, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that'll be a big change coming for the next for next season in the rec division. Will be playoff a playoff format, and I think I think I think that's right. I think there's guys that want to play it. I think there's the interest. I think there's um. Well, there's going to be more teams. We have six or seven or eight kind of lined up, prospectively. And so yeah, we'll have a we'll have a playoff format, and I think that'll add to the that division, and it'll make that experience for the guys who don't play competitive hockey. It'll make the experience of it so much more fun. I think like some of those interviews, pregame interviews, postgame like that we do, that'll be so much fun to capture some of these guys playing in a playoff series that maybe never played kind of like a even a gold medal game maybe never played tournaments like some of these guys picked up hockey after minor hockey that's tough should be fun i think it's really fun just wanted to mention that to make sure um i I think just adding to that i i think i touched base last time how i was fortunate enough to present both trophies uh the the chell cup to the Hogs in the competitive and the Camden Welding in the recreation division. And just to see the look in the guy's eyes, you know, kind of a little giddy when, when I came out with those trophies to, to kind of see like, whoa, like, you know, yes, it's, it's still beer hockey, if that's what we want to call it. But we're kind of playing for something. You know, you, you have a team, you have teammates, you have buddies. Like, hey, we can we can win something, you know. We we can be etched in history, as if you want to say. 
and get your names on the cup. I think Matt's going to get the cup. Oh, whoa, whoa. I don't got the cup hold in on. this room. I don't got the cup, but... Hold, hold on. We have a special <laughs> presentation here. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, the Summer Cup. Sorry for those that are just listening that don't have the video. This thing's massive, man. This thing's big. That's pretty big. Can we can we get a close up on that team that's on there already, please? <laughs> Let me see where is it. Let me see. For those of you who don't know, the Endeavor Wave defeated the Mighty Ducks or the Jay Reezy Elite <laughs> Squad. It's all backwards. I forgot the cameras flipped, but that's all right. They get the point. But yeah, man, this is so. This is the the summer league cup. Just for uh, you're talking about the, uh, oop, the Stanley Cups. There, we I have those stored somewhere. But in this room, this is the uh, yeah the summer league cup that we got this year. Man, this is big. This is cool. That's that's I, nice. That nice. I wanted something a bit different than like the traditional Stanley Cup. I think this kind of like plays that like, I don't know, just kind of like a different feel, which summer should be. Anyway, just wanted to get that. No, just it's cool. I like excuse. it. Guys are, like you said, the guys that are listening to this and can't see it, uh, you're going to really like this trophy. It, it's cool. I like it. I like how the team I helped captain was the first team on it. So I'll get <laughs> hey, to hold that forever. in Chell history. I like it. I like it. Sweet. Uh, anything else we want to kind of dive into here before we sign off? No, I, I think I think that's good. I think just overall – uh, it was a very good first year to get your feet wet. I expect big and better things moving forward. You know, more teams, more guys, more talent. You know, who knows, two to three years, we might have to allow three to four junior B guys in the league. We'll see what happens next year, but I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I'm coming out of retirement and joining a team next year, so that's pretty cool. And we'll, we'll see what happens. That is cool, honestly. And again, i got to say it again. This is why I have the rec division for guys like you. Because you didn't play otherwise. I, I didn't. <laughs> the no. more people I get in hockey, I don't know why that makes me happy, but just it does. It, it makes me happy to see. Anyway, thanks. Life's, for, uh, life's too short to to worry about everything else. You know, grab a stick, grab a puck, some skates, some buddies, some beer. That's right. What more? Can, what more can you ask for? That's right. Hundred percent. Sweet. Thanks, Marty. I'll let you go tonight, and uh, we'll touch base here for episode three of the Colchester Sports Podcast. And stay tuned. We'll be getting some good guest interviews here coming up in the near future, uh, which will make for some fun fun conversation, some fun stories, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for that. So thanks so much, Marty, and we'll be chatting soon. See you later.